Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the Ladies Power Lunch show. Today, my very special guest is Amy Florence Young. She is an amazing person that every single one of you have to get to know. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you share with everybody who you are and the amazing things that you're doing in the world? So happy to be here. Always love being in Dr. Davia's energy. It's always uplifting and makes every day better. So thank you so much. I am Amy Flores Young, known as Floyo, and I am here to help coaches, consultants, healers increase their impact through intentional events. That's really what it is. Everyone has an impact, right? No matter what profession you're in, you're making an impact on the world. And maybe it's a small ripple and we want that ripple to get bigger. And we want those ripples to overlap with other ripples to just keep elevating the impact and make it a better place for everybody. That's really what it comes down to when I think about why I do what I do. It's letting people share their gifts in their best way. When you're looking out at the healers, leaders, teachers, authors, speakers, professionals that are uplifting their clients and you see them, you know, maybe not having the income or the impact that they might want to, what are some of the things that you would hope that they would do a little bit differently? First and foremost, I think when I see is, is to really take a look and are they valuing themselves. And my, I get a big pet peeve of the coaches and business strategists who tout and lead by high ticket offer. And they basically make more by raising your prices, right? Like that's not what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. I think take a deeper look into, to value the gift you have that you are sharing with the world. Cause not everybody does it right. We all have amazing gifts, but not everyone puts themselves out there to share it and lead by it, right? So look at the transformations you're making, whatever that is, right? Whether you're a lawyer, a CPA, or a healer, wellness provider, coach, author, everyone makes a transformation with people they interact with. So look at that transformation and value it. And I think that's where, because most people in that type of space, we're givers, right? We're givers, we're of service, we're educators, all of those things. So we're not used to, we're used to giving and not receiving. And I, as, I want to talk some more about this. I feel like there, there is some value in talking a little bit more about valuing ourselves. <laughs> I feel like it's really an area where we need to focus a little bit more Is it because the thing that we do, we're so good at it that it's almost as easy as breathing for us that we we aren't valuing it? Is that the reason? I think that's a piece of it. For some people, they think it's no big deal because it comes easy. 
but also because it comes easy to you. Same thing, like, no, oh, nobody's going to pay for that. Or mm-hmm. I want, I'm going to make a really low entry point, right? And that's great for starting. Again, you have to look at it when you're starting out. You know, that first set of pricing is kind of important and it is an energetic exchange. And I am not in Dr. Debbie, will say like, as much as we are groups of healers and coaches and training, like I am not deep in the, as we say, woo-woo space, let's put it right. Like, but for me to say it's an energetic exchange and understand, I don't want people to think like, oh, that's so up here. Like you said, no, it's, if you're used to doing $10 transactions, it's a big jump to a hundred dollar transaction. Versus if you're doing 25s and then 30s and 40, like there's a difference. And, and when I work with people, a big piece of what we do is pricing and profitability. And that's what I see is they've, they've been doing $97 offers or $97 th- and now they want to do a $5,000 event retreat. There's a disconnect there. So that's what I say is, you have to value what you do and value what you offer. And it doesn't, like I said, doesn't mean price $10,000 just because high value offer. It has to be a balance of price fairly, but price with some pride and confidence in what you do. I have a lot of people who come with a little bit of fear, a little bit of fear of raising the price. So how do you get these clients who are coming in with a little bit of fear of raising the price? They're coming in feeling like this thing that I do, you know, I'm really good at it. It's so easy to me that it's almost like breathing. I could do it with my eyes closed. So I don't really put that much value to it. How do you get past that resistance that they do have of to get them from a $90 offer to actually increasing them feeling the worth. And because I am not a business coach or Mm -hmm. business strategist in that way, I really see myself just more as a guide Mm -hmm. um, and a support to those other people on your team that may be giving you that type of advice. So for me, it comes down to numbers. We have a very standardized, if you will, type of budget form. Mm -hmm. We go in and you put in all the numbers and when you, like, this is it. These are the numbers. That's usually an easy end to that conversation of this is not going to be profitable. And then when I say, what do you consider a good profit point for this type of event or this type of experience, somebody might, well, I just want to, you know, make sure I cover my bases. And it's like, well, no, when we build out this event, you're doing 10 hours or whatever, you know, 10 hours of service sessions, whatever you want to call it. If this was a one-on-one client or a group program, what would you charge for 10 hours? Sometimes they forget, like they disconnect it from the other parts of their business. Right. Does that, so it's like, well, So we make sure that part of that budget process, and I don't want to say it like that way, like, is their hourly rate, but you know, it's, it's what they're bringing to the program. And again, a lot of people skip that or misinterpret some of that. So when we put it in the sheet and in the numbers, that's usually the best way to get people to see it and understand that, yeah, it's not, we're just going to add 10 grand just to add 10 grand, (laughs) but 
this is, you know, you're giving your time, your energy, your gifts. That's part of the budget. Not just the accommodations and the food and the insurance and whatever. That's what I say. You have to make sure you're valuing what you're bringing to the experience. You make it math. You don't make it emotional. Right. You make it math. And my son says, if it's math, it's true. <laughs> mom if it's math it's true so yeah I love I love that show you're working show the numbers the numbers will will show you what's up what are some of the do's and don'ts that you would suggest to some of us healers leaders teachers coaches authors speakers professionals who might be thinking of adding events or adding retreats to the offerings that we have to make a more robust offering from our practices. One of my biggest pieces that comes up, and it's a little bit down the road, but you said, what are some of them? So something to think about is location. And I do a a lot of speaking on location and is location important? Yes and no almost exactly 50-50. So location, and hear me out on this, location is important because yes, it needs to align with the outcomes and the transformation that you're looking to bring your audience through. So it needs to be an appropriate location, right? For that. But the flip side is if you are relying on your location to sell your offer, your offer is not ready yet. Like we'll do Italy, we'll do Costa Rica, we'll do whatever, right? Like whatever is your That is so true. That is so true. I'll tell you a funny, not funny at all story. One of my early, early iterations, because as y'all know, retreats are a part of the offerings that we offer through Ladies Power Lounge. One of my early iterations of retreat was, oh, we'll do a retreat to Costa Rica and we built out this beautiful retreat and we were relying on Costa Rica to sell the retreat. Suffice to say the number of people that signed up for that retreat barely covered our cost. I mean like we we every retreat that we we built lost money every single one. And that's like I said, so as much as location is important, you have to be very clear. Again, that I, I tell you, everything I do has that I, it's that intention. Every, every sentence I say, it starts with intention. I should just like write it across my forehead. If you are adding retreats to your business model, they are not group travel trips. You are never going to outprice a group travel trip. I'm a travel professional. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you're looking for a group vacation deal, that's not what you're doing. And if your audience, if that's the audience you're pulling in, that's not a retreat. A retreat is that unique in-person shared travel experience. And even, so I'm in Massachusetts, even if that's just to Connecticut, a shared experience with a transformational outcome. And when I say transformate, it doesn't have to be in the healer wellness space. You know, I work with business strategists that make transformation for their clients. I work with artists and chefs and 
authors who, you know, even doing a writing retreat, they're leaving with a transformation or an outcome, a product, whatever that piece is. That's the value of the retreat, not the location. So they have to really, yes, you have to have an amazing location or people are going to be bored and not come. <laughs> but you also have to have that value, that, that meaningful, aligned, intentional outcome that is going to draw people in. If you think we'll get them to come because, yeah, it's, it's Italy and it's amazing. You're never going to price it better than the culinary tour that I can get you on the other side, right? So people aren't buying it for the location, truly. They're buying it for that emotional transformation, that self-awareness, you know, all of those pieces. That's what a retreat is. So if you do not have a clear, intentional outcome, other than let's hang out and relax, refresh, rejuvenate, which is important. That self-care stuff is important, but that's not going to sell a retreat. And the, the purpose of our retreats with Ladies Power Lunch is they are transformational retreats. Their intention is to transform your abundance, your income, and your impact in your business. That is the whole purpose. And so, yes, Costa Rica is nice, but please believe that wasn't the full intention. Now we've been doing our retreats and we've been going to Bermuda, which for us is a hop, skip and a jump. Like we could probably swim there. Maybe. Right. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> we'll probably be a little bit of a slog, but. But that's exactly it. You had that experience. And then in, like we talk about when we do our budgeting and our profit pricing sheets, when I say plug the leakages, that's it. When people yeah. say, oh, I want a place that's this, 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 and this. And it's like, okay, why are you going to do a 12 to 30 hour flight with nope. layovers and all of those glitches that might happen when you can do, depending on where you are in the world, right? Like maybe Mexico, maybe South America, maybe Caribbean, other places. Yeah. Like we, we try to take out not only the financial liability pieces, but also the the glitchy travel pieces and the passport pieces or whatever, you know, we try, you want to streamline and simplify it as much as possible. And again, I still do, we still do Bali and Europe and Costa Rica and other, we do those locations. I'm not saying they're not valid, <laughs> um, valid and valued locations, but again, it has to fit with everything else you're offering. I am sure you you have additional do's and don'ts that you want to share with us. Yeah. I always look at it also from the customer experience to make sure, you know, it's again, it's not a group vacation, it's a retreat. And for me, part of being on retreat is that disconnection or or is that where, you know, that we're stepping out of your normal routine. I'm not making all the decisions anymore because I'm on retreat, right? I'm, I'm going into my transformational space. So I've never understood why retreat leaders don't start that from like door to door. My biggest pet peeve is we're starting a retreat. Here's the location four o'clock on Thursday. And they don't support. Yes, we're all adults and we can figure it out, whatever, but they don't support 
the participant in their travel. Travel is difficult if you don't do it all the time. I travel all the time. So for me, it's like whatever. But I also understand not everybody feels that way about travel. Even if you're not afraid of flying or there's anxiety around travel, did I give myself enough time? Did I pack the right things? So supporting your participants from, you know, stage one of that is really important. So think beyond the collective event. Think of it as a full experience. So that's a big piece that we try to bring to our clients as well. And the biggest thing too is the Goldilocks principle. The too much, too little, just right. In your content, in your experiences, whatever you're delivering on retreat. A lot of leaders want to blow everybody away on retreat, right? So they're like, content, 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 content. And while it's wonderful that so much content that it might, maybe it's going to sit on a shelf because it's too much. Or it's so much content that great, I don't need you anymore. You've already shown me everything you have in that as a coach, leader, business person, you're doing a disservice to yourself on that end. So it is really important to balance. And then I've been on other retreats where it's too much free time because they want you to take advantage of all that the location has to offer and get that self-care time and this time. And then it's like, well, I paid all of this for this, right? So you have to make sure it's really balanced. And part of that balance is also before you launch, figuring out what your invitation is going to be. You have these people, maybe they're already in a program with you and you're going on retreat. Maybe it's a blend of past clients and maybe a little bit of lead gen for new clients. So now they've been on retreat with you. And I like to think of retreat almost as a a sampler appetizer. You get a little bit of everything when you're on retreat. And then you want to invite them to stick around for dinner. And that's the part of our collaborative book. Join us in another program. Work with me one-on-one. Let me be your lawyer. Like whatever that next step is for you and your business. You have to always know what your end invitation is going to be before you build out your retreat. Absolutely. I'm sure, Amy, that you have some stories about retreats gone wild. I mean, retreats gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And wild. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's a lot. And these are not all mine, but I've had clients come to me because of things gone wrong and they say, oh, I need backup on this. One example is someone who had dabbled in retreats for quite some time and had done a lot locally because they live in an amazing place in the country. That's a vacay kind of a place that people want to travel to anyway. So again, they got to do it locally on them for them and bring everybody else to this amazing space. Like it doesn't always have to be this exotic, you know, international destination. But because it was so local, she knew so many of her vendors and people and community. So her chef called her the day before the retreat was supposed to start and said, I got a better paying gig. I'm not coming because she never had contract. Luckily, come and help out and, you know, they could call in some reinforcements and she wasn't in the middle of Mexico somewhere. But that really highlighted, again, no matter how good your relationships are, you still need contracts and things like that. So that's an example. 
there's always travel issues. And that's what I said, even, even in the best of circumstances, things will happen. And it's all about your leadership and your presence in how that's going to roll. That just happened a few months ago. We had a group on what I call the West side of Mexico, because I'm on the East side, on the West side. And they got to the hotel and things weren't the resort. It was, you know, big resort and things were not as planned right yet. So they were, you know, the leader had to work out some things. We were on the phone, we were communicating back and forth and then the resort lost power. So obviously needless to say, the leader was not in the best space at that time because it's, you know, 98 degrees and there's no air conditioning in the rooms because they lost power. So I, again, having that backup person to vent against and to work together with. So that was, and I had to remind her, your energy will lead the group. Yes, needless to say, this is not what anybody wants, but this is not your fault. She was all like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed and this, but, and I'm like, this is not on you. This is the resort. They're going to get it fixed. They're going to take care of it. But like, you know, your energy will lead the response in however, if you bitch about, <laughs> bitch about the air conditioning for the next three days, that's what they're going to remember. If you let it go and take them out to dinner and take, do something different to, I don't want to say distract, but you know, to move past and give them a different memory that changes the whole flow. And it, and she messaged me after and she was like, thank you. That's exactly what I needed. You know, and every, and it was an amazing event and everybody left raving about it and not really Obviously, they're going to remember, I'm sure, the power outage, but it was not the main event of their experience that it could have been. I love that. I love that so, so much because you know what? Life happens and we don't always have control over the things that happen, but we always have control over how we respond to the things that are happening around us and how we respond sometimes can influence the energies that are happening around us. So great, great, great suggestion. Last question for you, Amy. People who tune in to our show, they like to get a little bit of homework. So for those who might be tuning in, maybe they're watching along on our YouTube channel, or maybe they're listening on our podcast, give us a little bit of homework. Give us one thing that we can do. Look at our business, maybe see something that we can do to start thinking, getting those wheels turning as far as retreats are concerned. Again, depending, I'll have two because it depends where you are in your business. Two pieces of homework. There will be a quiz next week. Yeah. First and foremost, for those who are more like not starting out in business, but starting out thinking events or retreats, look at your current offerings. As we kind of mentioned before, look at your current client journey. What can people sign up for? Are you doing workshops, webinars? You know, how are you, what's your funnel? How are you getting people in and what are they currently working on with you and look at that and see how and where retreats would fit in 
And if you go, eh, they really don't, doesn't mean forget retreats. It's like, okay, how would I shift some of this to open up my business time for retreats? So I think that's kind of a first piece. If you're already there and you're kind of doing some events and or you, you've done some events and maybe they weren't as profitable as you had hoped and things like that, I would then say to go to flowyotravel.com and download the retreat profit calculator, which is a basic version of what we go through with you. And you can list out all of the expenses and see them all kind of in real time. And as we said, there's a line item in your budget for your coaching fee or whatever you want to call it. So how would you value the time you're given giving and how would you value that in your pricing? And it automatically calculates kind of a price per person. So you could go through that exercise to see what your pricing would have to be to make this type of profit. And you, and again, it's all formulated out so you can play with those numbers. And that's a good exercise to, like you say, math doesn't lie. <laughs> if it's math, it's true. So you can, I that's said it. I love that. So it's gotta be true. <laughs> Amy, such a great show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. If you have not as yet had an opportunity to get Amy's free gift, go to growsmarternotharder.com slash bundle and get her free gift. It'll tell you all about budgeting and calculating and all of that fun stuff. And come join us at Summit. GrowSmarterNotHarder.com slash ticket. I'll see you guys on the next show. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.